0: Chicago hard. Chicago hard. Chicago hard. Up and into them right from the start of the game. I gotta get them. They gotta feel them. They gotta feel them. They gotta get into them. Let's go. The name of the game is hit the ball, catch the ball, and get the fucking job done. Because you know why? Because when, when we play good, we send, they send those like guys
1: to this table and talk to the lucky heroes. When we get up, See the back. Get your mouth shot. jerk. See that? That's your IQ, buddy. Zero. Defensive, defensively, it's by taking the ball away. We didn't take the ball away
0: uh, enough tonight. Oh. Hey, we make a couple more shots. Mm. Our, our, our record's different. We get a couple more stops. Our record's different.
2: Welcome to the Chicago State of Mind. We are a Chicago sports podcast from the perspectives of Southside guys with an unapologetic Chicago bias. If this city could talk, it would say Chicago versus everybody. All right, audience, we told you guys we had a very special guest joining us. We are joined by no other than coach and GM, James Wade, put some respect on us name. Coach, thanks for pulling up with us. Thank you, man. Appreciate
1: it. Thanks for having me, Brian.
2: Yeah, no problem, no problem. So, Coach, man, look, we're going to kick this off. So, audience, we mentioned to you guys, we covered All-Star Weekend. We had the pleasure of having some time with Coach. And-
0: it was just Coach Wade and I after quickly won that three-point shootout, uh, the All-Star Weekend, and I got a chance to welcome to Coach. Who, Coach is a great guy, first of all. Open, we just had a discussion about the team, how they were doing, and been doing from versus last year versus this season, and just see a lot of great things and now seeing that chemistry come together. I had to ask Coach about all that stuff. So it was great
1: talking with you, Coach. I appreciate it. Appreciate it. Likewise, likewise. So coach, I mean,
2: can you just talk to us about how that weekend felt for you? I'm sure you had to have so many just emotions coming
1: out of you just that entire weekend with the All-Star weekend being here in Chicago. Man, it was it was amazing. Um it's just and then you know we've been in the league for you know 17 years and uh going on 17 years and this is the first time you know we've actually hosted the all-star game. And so uh, you've seen the growth of not only our our franchise, but, you know, just the organization as a whole, as being a part of the city, uh, you can feel the connection. I think um, it was five years ago that they actually made the move back to the inner city, you know, and, and, uh, and uh, to, to trust, And, and now you see, you know, you've seen the growth from, you know, Pre-CO- pre-covid pandemic and post covid pandemic you've seen the growth kind of come back to um to where it was right before the pandemic and build on to it um the fact that we were able to sell out you know multiple games in the playoffs and um on, on days where the bears were playing like it, it's it's just been amazing man and and you could just um, you can feel the energy of the city uh when it comes to women bas- women's basketball and it, it was on display um in full yeah I mean and the one thing too because me and Al we talk about it a lot obviously we had our four
2: ladies that represented the Chicago uh you know land area but you also had Seal and,
1: and Sue Burr's last all-star game and I mean that was just the vibe is, in itself as well yeah I mean they've they've given so much to the game man and we we were able to you know send them off with you know with with great fanfare and a lot of the weekend was dedicated to them, uh, along with uh, Brittany as well, Brittany Grinder. But um, it was it was just an amazing weekend, amazing basketball weekend, uh, it, it, as far as, you know, paying homage to to our legend. So I, I appreciated that.
2: Yeah, and I thought it was dope of you, man, to, to get that time out. In. I thought that was really smooth,
1: man, Allowed I her to I have that last moment. Yeah, I, I talked to her about it, man. And I was like, hey, look, I'm going to get you in. <laughs> and then I want to get you back out. Um, and we we just want you to be recognized. And she was like, you don't have to do it. Um, <laughs> I was like, yeah, but I want to. I think you deserve nothing less than this. And so um, I, I just want you to have that moment where you see how much people have you know appreciated you and and, and how much you've uh, meant to this game and, and so you'll you'll see it uh, once we get you out of there and, and everybody will you know show you all the love that you deserve.
2: Yeah, I mean, I mean that that whole thing, I mean, fans and the audience, you guys watched it on TV, but it was just being there, Al was just so tremendous. Like seeing Candace gift the flowers that she deserves. I mean, that that stadium and I thought it was gonna go up, bro. <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. Her her man, I, our, our players, man, um Kyle, Emma, uh, Candace, loop man I they the fans really appreciated them, and you can tell that. They they got a lot of the the cheers w- during the intros and I thought that was uh, pretty awesome and I, I mean we're we're basketball city and I and that, and so that was just evident uh, and it's basketball not men's basketball it's basketball so that's right at the end of the day absolutely. that's right yeah. so you know one of the
2: things coach that I've just been really curious about is when you look at the W. What are some things that you think that we could do to just make sure that this league continues down the path of getting the interest? Because right now I feel like there's an opportunity, there's a lot of eyes on the sport right now. But what do you think that we
1: could do differently or it maybe do more of to make sure that we get more visibility into the sport? I think we could keep on telling the stories. Uh each player is unique. We keep on telling the stories. The media, like you guys, do a good job. And it's is, I mean, and it's starting to build uh because guys like you guys are very interested. And so it's, it's bringing other media into it that says, okay, they, they're telling a cool story, so let me let me do some digging in and tell more stories. And the more that they feature us on television, man, and and, and they talk about us, and not just giving us these, you know, um, these flyby, you know, comments where they say, oh, this person had 10 points, 10 assists, and blah, 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 and then they on to the next thing, and they invest in the story, like, hey, look at this crossover they did, and look at this, and look at that, and actually spend minutes – and minutes on each game and talking about each game and showing it during prime time, you'll see the interest. You know, I mean, y'all, you guys remember, I, I remember when I was in college, man. And, you know, I'll I get up in the morning and, you know, this was back in the day when ESPN used to show the same show at seven, eight, 9, 10. Yep. Mm-hmm. It's the same show. This is before the first tape. They just used to show Sports Center like for an right, hour. Right for like for an hour, every hour on right. the hour, and you'll be watching the same thing. And we would just watch it. It would mm-hmm. just be there. And it'll mm-hmm. and you just saw it an hour ago, the same thing. And so I, I think, you know, if we do that, if we put women's basketball on TV at, at, on prime time, like people are going to watch it, man. And you'll see you'll, you'll, you'll be more invested in it. And you'll see how 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 great this game is. Uh, so, you know, I I I think it's coming. I think it's coming. It's just going to take time. Yeah, well, just with anything. I mean, well, you, you would
2: know about that. I mean, just look at your path, you know, to becoming coach and GM of the sky. I mean, you put in your dues. I mean, can you talk to the audience a little bit about your role to become a coach? I mean, you, man, you started out as an intern. You thought that intern opportunity was going to be a couple of years, but then you got a spot as an assistant coach. So can you talk to us about that a little bit?
1: Yeah, I mean, my, my wife played in the league. And so I, I would just, I, I used to play overseas, man. And so when I came home, Uh, to the States, she was playing in in the WNBA. And so this would be my vacation. And so I remember a couple of years I served as a practice player, just practicing against them because we use practice guys now. And, uh, but, you know, this specific year, I wasn't. This was toward the end of her career. And um, the coach just invited me in uh, to a lunch and asked me, you know, did, you know, what What during the lunch, what was I going to do after I finished playing? And I was like, maybe get into coaching. And I thought I was going to be coaching in junior high or high school somewhere. And uh, he was like, well, when you finish playing, you know, l- let's stay in t- contact. And um, I could probably help you with that. And year year and a half later goes by and he calls me and offers me an internship. And I didn't know what that internship was going to entail. I thought it was going to be a lot of, you know, secondhand stuff where I'm, you know, bringing people water and, you know, cleaning up sp- spills on the floor, sweating, all this stuff. Right. Gave me a lot of responsibility. He told me, it's he like, hey, look, I want you to do player development. And I was like, oh, wow. So once I got there, man, I was like, I can do this. Like, I, it ain't even about the money. I can be around these players and work for the, for the next couple of years and I'll be fine.
2: Right.
1: Maybe one day, maybe one day I can be an assistant if I work hard enough. And he ended up hiring me the next year. And, um, it just you know giving me more and more and more responsibility each year as it as it went along and you know it was i was an intern just 10 years ago right uh, so and and it it just i was with him for 5 years and um went on to minnesota and mm-hmm. um, each year i just tried to you know i i continued to work during the off season i would go coach overseas as well and so that that sped up my you know development as a coach too um, and it's just been, I mean, it's it's been a grind. It's been a that it, it hasn't felt like it because it's just what I like to do, and um, it's, it's um it's been amazing all the great coaches that I've worked with and, and talked with and um you know coaches that you know they like most of the coaches that are in the league, Cheryl Reeve, Dan Hughes, Mike Tebow, uh, Kurt Miller. They see these young coaches and they're going to give them advice and they're going to talk to them they've always like taken me under their wing, Sandy Brundello, and just helped me out. And, um, and you know, I've, I've always taken the lessons. I've always watched them and studied them. And, um, so whenever I got the opportunity, I felt like I would be ready for it. Um, and, and honestly, I think I got the opportunity at the right time. Sometimes it's about time. And if I would have got this opportunity a little bit earlier, maybe I wouldn't have been ready for it. I would have found a way, but, um, this this um, has seemed a little more effortless because I was ready, even though it does take a lot of effort, you know. So speaking about you know Dan Hughes, I mean that's someone
2: that it seems like just had belief in you. I mean, what did that mean for you in your career? Just someone to just give you that
1: opportunity. Man, you you it's it's amazing. Uh, it, it's amazing because you never understand what that's like. Um, you know, somebody that believes in you on, on something you have no idea about. You know, if somebody came up to you and said, hey, look, man, you're going to be the best singer that's ever sang, and we're going to invest in you. He's like, but I don't sing, you know. <laughs> I don't sing. <laughs> you know, I don't know what you're talking about. So I hadn't coached up until that point. And he told me, like, early on, he was like, hey, look, we'll bring you on as an intern. Um, he's like, you can – you can do the best of both. You can decide whichever way you want to go. And, but I think you're going to be a great coach one day. And I was like, why? Like, what are you seeing? But I never asked him. I never questioned him, but uh, I just took it in stride. And um, I don't know what he saw. Um, and so I, and if he tried to explain it to me, I still wouldn't understand it because I didn't <laughs> know myself. I, I had no idea um, what, you know what I was getting myself into. I just knew that I wanted to be around the game. And I felt like I could teach it because uh, I had a passion for it, but I didn't know to what level. Um, and especially these great players, but um, I, I felt like I knew the game, but he believed in me from the beginning and he uh, pushed me that way. Like he pushed me to to be better and he challenged me. And I, you know, I'm, I'm forever grateful for him. I, I just got a chance to see him in Dallas he always told me and uh Vicky Johnson that's in Dallas right now, he always told us when we were coaching together. He was like, one day I'm gonna be sitting in the stands watching you guys. And uh so, you know, those those things came to fruition the other day, and I thought that was pretty awesome. And he was there when you uh when you were on the trip too. Yeah, man. I had to have him there. Uh, I I I called him. He came to the um, uh, he came to one game earlier in the playoffs. And um, I had a pretty good feeling that we weren't going back to Phoenix. And uh, so I, I called him and I, I said, Hey, look, I, I need you at the game uh, uh, to, to tomorrow. And he was like, well, I mean, if, if you need me there, I'll be there. I was like, yeah, I, I need you. I need you there. It's going to be, it's going to be a good, it's going to be a good game. And, and uh, so, and once we win it out, I'll, I'll feel good having you there. So he was there and we got to share a moment after. And, Man, I tell you, it, it, mean, it meant a lot to me because um, never in a, in, a, in a million years I thought that, you know, coming up the way I came up, you'll have somebody that doesn't look like you believe in you, um, and and that's that's something you know like that's something within itself too because you 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 know you feel you feel good when anybody believes in you, right. um, but he took the time out to invest it in me and I, I thought that was pretty cool. And I think, coach, that's an incredible point there. I
2: mean, just from you growing up in Memphis. Albert and I, we're in a city here from Chicago. And I mean, a lot of times people don't take the the time to even reflect on the fact that anybody can have an impact on your life and your career, right?
1: <laughs> right. Yeah, no, it's it's true, man. And, uh, you know, it's we have a bunch of, you know, wonderful people in this world, man. And so I just try to uh, live my life and do the same thing. So I, I want to make as much as a, of an impact on, um, younger kids, as as uh, Dan impacted me, and and just continue to invest in the youth as much as possible. And and you know, I try to live that example with my son too. Just try to, you know, help him pursue his dreams, and and wherever he have his insecurities, try to be there to help secure those. That, that's, that's that's one of the many jobs as a father, right? <laughs> yeah, I know, man.
2: Yeah. It is, it is. So looking at the opportunity you got with the Chicago Sky, I mean, there were some some issues within the team before you joined the organization from your standpoint, when you were looking at the opportunity, did that give you reason to pause or were you comfortable with moving forward with the opportunity when you joined Chicago sky?
1: I mean, I was, I was, you know, so first you, you hear things and, you know, but I had many discussions with the, you know, with ownership. And um, I think one of the things that impressed me the most with, with the ownership is how connected he was to the community. Um, and, the first on my interview, I think the first place he took me to, he took me to um, uh, a function where uh, it was it was City Year function and uh, a pharmaceutical company had uh, given a grant to them. And it was very important that he was there uh, because he's invested in, in City Year in Chicago. and He's one of the founders of City Year in Chicago. And so for him and um, it, it was something that that was like it wasn't about business it wasn't like, let's, let's take you here. Let's have this interview. It was more about, this is what we're about in Chicago. We're about, you know, uh, promoting the health and, and safety and nourishing the, the, the inner city kids and, and giving them the same opportunities as the kids have in the suburbs. Right. And that's something that he's very invested to invested in. And I, I was, so I was taken aback, like, okay, this is what he's about um, I like this, you know, yeah. cause this is what I needed when I was, when I was their age. And so this is what kind of, uh, this, this kind of tickled my interest in, uh, because it was, a, it was more than basketball and the basketball part, I felt like I was prepared for it. I just felt like I needed the, their confidence to say, Hey, look, it's your show. Um, you know, this is, you know, if you, if, if you think you can handle this and, and help change this culture, then go ahead. And so I felt like I was prepared for it, you know, coming from San Antonio and coming from Minnesota and, and, and knowing what it takes to, to win a championship. And, and, you know, I studied the roster and I knew the players on this roster and I felt like, Hey, look, they're, they're, um, they're, they're, they're special talent. They just need to be more connected and be confident. And I felt like I was the person to do it. So I knew it was going to take some time, but um, you know, we, I thought, I, I think we've, we've done a good job so far, uh, you know, we're, we're I would to... say, coach. <laughs> <laughs> and Al, you can
2: correct me if you think I'm off track here, but I think the culture is one of the biggest things I think that culture's impacted. I mean, coach, I me, mean, would you agree with that? I mean, what?
1: Um, uh, you hear stories. I, I wasn't directly here, but you know, you hear stories, and um, you know, I, it's uh, so it's tough to like comment on what happened before, but I I also know that hey, look, in order for us to win, um, this is what we're going to have to do. Maybe you guys do this right now. Uh, But this is what's going to be required. This is the things that we're not going to negotiate. And because we had such good people, uh, like it was a lot of, like we have great people in the organization from players to whatever, to staff, it was about everybody being on the same page. Uh, Al, you might have a great idea. Brian, you might have a great idea. But if they're not on the same page, it's not a great idea, you know. And so for the team. And so what we did is we, we focused and we, we made singular objectives um, that made our team better. And we said, hey, look, we understand that people are different and we're going to accept you. Everybody's accepted. So you can put all your vulnerabilities on the table and we're not going to use them against you. We're just going to embrace it and we're going to protect you. And so that's what we do with our team. We protect each other. And so we have this, this circle of, of trust, a circle of confidence. Uh, In each other. And even when, you know, players or personnel or staff or I go astray or whatever, emotionally, everybody's going to bring you back in and say, hey, this is a safe place. And uh, that's that's what we try to do. And that's what we try to preach every day. Sometimes it can be challenging, but it's okay. That's what family does. Happens at your home with your family. I was growing up. And you know, you know that's just my uncle. That's just how he is. But you know, <laughs> he's mine, though. You know what I mean. And the same thing goes for our teammate. Hey, that's that's my teammate. That's how she is. But she's mine. And um, and so I'm going to take care of her. And that's that's how we do each other. And that's how we approach it every day.
2: Well, you can tell because that chemistry, man, it's it, it, it seems seamless. And I know it's not because I know there's a lot that happens happening behind closed doors. But on the court, I me mean, Al, you know, <laughs> we're at those games, and I'm like. So a lot of people talk about some of the struggles that happen in the third quarters, but I'm like the fourth quarter come around. We forgot about that third quarter.
1: We got <laughs> to fix those. No, I mean, it's, um, these things happen, man. And, um, you know, we just, we, we just try our best. We just try our best to just stick together and, you know, and, and like, I love the competitive nature of our group, man. And, uh, but I tell you what, I, I, every every year i've been with this 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 group man every year we've gotten tighter and tighter and tighter and um we just want to keep that that atmosphere going and and you know people want to come play in that type of environment um because it it helps it helps win like it helps it helps you win and um that's what we like to do here man like we we want to we want to be a family but we want to win at the same time
0: it definitely shows, coach, when you all play so unselfish, the way you all pass the ball, Brian was alluding to, how you all operate as a team. It definitely shows how close you all are because you don't care who get the glory. You don't care who score as long as we all do it together. And I think your team operates that way.
1: Yeah, I, I I hope so, man. Like that's like that's the thing. Like we're we're looking at that assist box score every like and and that's the thing. It helps us, man. We like to move out the ball. We like to play for each other. And and so we, we'll keep that going. I just, it's a constant, it's a constant communication, constant work, but they are all in like all of them, every last one of them. And it's, it's great to actually be a part of, and it's great to see because it's, it's not easy. You know, these things don't happen everywhere. You see the stories, mm-hmm. um, hear the stories, mm-hmm. these don't happen everywhere. So you, you gotta like really uh, be appreciative of 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 where, like, your team is when they when they get to that point. And also,
2: too, Coach, I mean, to me, just, you know, as a media person, just kind of observe, uh, observing when Allie was out there doing her thing, seeing how her teammates were just as happy, if not happier, than she was. I'm like, they all pulled up. I was like, man, I
1: feel like damn near the whole team was out there. <laughs> a win for one is a win for all with us. Yes. That's how it is. Um, just like a 20-point game for one is a 20-point game for all. Um, and that's how we've that's how we looked at it, man. And, like, I'm telling you, those players deserve, deserve a lot of credit because they don't have to be that way. They don't have to be that way. But they are because they all want to win so bad. And they know that if you like that, you know, that helps it. And the leadership kind of helps that, you know, once you have leaders like Candace and Cotton and Sloot and Alley. Uh, they they help. It trickles on down, and it's, and it's easier for for other players to buy in. Well, you speak of Candace. I mean,
2: I see it every home game. Yeah. She's always talking, always communicating. I feel yeah. like, man, I'm yeah. like she's an extension of you out there on the coach yeah. out there on the floor, coach.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, it's pretty cool. Uh, our relationship is great because, you know, like I'm I'm a head coach and we have assistants, but you need that leadership to actually tell you what they see and actually say, hey, like what about this or what about, like, it, it helps, like, we're, we're a group, we're a family, you know, I, I remember when I was growing up and, and not to compare it to that type of thing, but we used to always be weighted in like your parents. And then they say, Hey, so, you know, it's kind of hard when you, you have somebody and they just want to dictate everything because it kills the other person's investment. And, and so I, I never want to kill, you know, your joy or your investment in the team. So I want to hear what you have to say. Um, now it's, it's my job to make sure we're all on the same page, right. uh, but I mean, you know, I want them invested in, in, in what we do and, 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 uh, and just, I have to just make sure I steer them all in the right direction and, and make sure that, you know, we all have the same voice at the end of the day, but, uh, they have to be invested in. It. So I appreciate, you know, you, you can't take somebody who's been that great and for the, for that long and has carried, uh, cities on her back. And and then, you know, say, hey, look, this is what I want to do and and not have any input from them. So it's it's really important that we keep her invested and, and let her be who she is. And that's that's a that's a, a great leader. Yeah, I mean, it looks like you guys have a seamless partnership. And I think that's just like the best way I would describe that relationship. Yeah, yeah. No, it's great, man. It's great. Um I'm, I'm so happy that she chose to come here in Chicago and uh we've We've reaped all the benefits so far, so hopefully we keep on reaping them. sir. <laughs> sure.
0: Yeah, and it was a great look just to see you two, Coach, um, on the side of the court. Um, she actually made history, right, with the 6,000 points, 3,000 rebounds, and the 1,500 assists, right, being the only person to do that. But yet we had on the bench, though, she got the clipboard in her hand drawing up plays and directing people. I was like, wow, that's the bunch that she has with Coach is awesome.
1: Uh, yeah, no, it's, it's good. Uh, I don't know if we scored on that play, but it was, <laughs> she's, so, she's so smart and so intelligent um, that she sees things before they're coming. And it's so, and so for a coach, that's their language. So she speaks my language. So I, you know, I, I love it. I love it. Oh, I'll bet you. Obviously,
2: winning the championship last year,
1: surreal situation,
2: but we knew everybody wasn't going to come back. You had to make some very tough decisions, right? Yeah. But when you look at this roster that you put together here for this current season, Al, I feel like this roster is as deep as any roster in the W. And when you look at picking up Emma, get a Rebecca Gardner in here on that training camp contract. I mean, what a pickup. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> talk to us about just some of your thought process going into revamping this roster. Uh,
1: So, I, you know, when, once we – so we prepared years out. Um Okay. And and you have ideas. You just have ideas. It's set up a base of ideas. Some some of the stuff doesn't come to fruition. Uh, but once we were able to get Candice, uh, we knew that, okay, how do we make this team as complimentary as possible? Uh, we didn't want to just, all right, we bring Candace in and we just start throwing darts at, at a board. And so we, we um you know, we got through it the first year and we thought we had a great roster for her, but we knew that, we had so many players that were going to be in free agency and with the new CBA, we knew we were going to have to pay those. So, um, we in the, in the offseason, we, you know, we decided, okay, who's who our core is going to be. And it became more and more clear that our core was probably going to be the starting five. So we had to sign those players. Now, how are we going to support them? Uh, and, and so and we went and we searched, and who who best fits the way we play? Uh, who's going to cover up the holes that we lost? Um, and uh, we needed another go-to post player. I thought um, we needed another athletic wing. I thought how we we're going to fit that in the salary cap? That was going to be a challenge, but we figured out a way. Uh, and we we felt that Rebecca. Now the thing about Rebecca, that was a. For everybody else, it was a risk because um, we signed into a training camp contract, but we knew she wasn't going to be at training camp. And Rebecca, she didn't want to go through a, uh, a a training camp deal where she had to try out and get cut and come. And so I told her, like early in free agency, you're on the team. And me and Rebecca knew she was on the team, so she she was going to be she was going to miss all the training camp, miss all okay. the season. And and so nobody understood why, because nobody understood who she was. And it was like, how could you promise this person that she's on the team and you got all these other players that played in the league? They're free. And so I was taking bullets for the first, you know, three weeks um, until she got here. Then when she got here, man, from the first game, she scored her first bucket and she scored the 10 games. For she started from the first game she got here, had 14 points and five rebounds, and everybody kind of saw um, what, you know, what we saw as a coaching staff. And uh, and the, t- her, the teammates didn't really know who she was. The only person <laughs> who she was was Kai because Kai played with her in Turkey. And Kai well, reassured me too because I got a chance to see her play in Spain, but Kai reassured me like, no, she can play. Yeah. Uh, so, you know... Uh, that was totally, I don't know. I don't want to say luck, but it was just, I trusted myself uh, more than I trusted the noise and it ended up paying off for us. And, and uh, you know, it was, I was telling the coaches, y'all got to see her, just look at video. So they were looking at video. They were like, yeah, she can play. And, <laughs> and she, you know, they felt, but it was what I understood them. They were like, but can she play in this league? That was the thing. And so it was a real gamble. Emma was, of course, the safe safest. She's the finest MVP. And the fact that I got it, the fact that I coached her uh with Allie, with Sloop, uh overseas, it was easier for me to sell the fact that, hey, look, you play with these guys, you play with me. This could be a good fit. Right. And, and uh we were in the process of trying to get Julie, which she's played with, and we was like, that was a good, she knew that was a good fit as well. And so it was easier for her, I think, to make a decision, um, even though it was tough, you know, with you know leaving Washington and all the people that she considered family there. No, for sure. I mean, you, you're rattling off all these
2: names, and one of the things that I just kind of ponder, coach, on a given night, man, what's your thought process when you're doing out those minutes? Because you got so <laughs> many options on that bench, man.
1: <laughs> and I'm just trying to, I'm just trying to, you know, do the best I can and get it done. That's the best I can do. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I know I know you got
2: to wrap up here coach before we get out of here I just want to just from your standpoint of living here in Chicago
1: what is like one of your favorite things to do um in the city with your family uh well my son he he likes to go to the trampoline park so I do that with him but when we get when we get uh into the city man we like to me and my son we like to go to Navy Pier um we'll go to Millennium Park a little bit uh, and then after, we just we try to go to some nice restaurants, man. As long as they have good ice cream, he's down with it. So it's cool. That's what's up. Hey, well, Coach, man, thanks so much for pulling up with us. I'll see you at the game um, on Wednesday. All right. Thank you, guys, man. Always a pleasure talking to you. All right. I appreciate, you appreciate it, all. all right. Thanks. All right. Now, Man, Al, that was that was dope to have a coach here pulling up with us, man.
2: I
0: feel like he opened up, man, a lot to us on the show. Yes, he did, man. And uh, Coach Way, as I told you, Brett, that's a nice guy, man. Nice guy. Happy to have him coaching the team. He's doing a phenomenal job, and he gave us some nice nuggets here, man. Yeah,
2: and, and audience, I mean, it was just an honor and, and, and a pleasure, and I, I should have, you know, even just voiced that too, Coach, but it, it was humbling just to have him on, on the show. He didn't have to come on. here. He's a very busy person, audience. As he was on the show with us, he had whisked away by the PR. I do appreciate him taking the time out to chop it up with us, though. I feel like he was in, he was engaged in the conversation and he didn't rush through his responses. I feel like it was a very thoughtful conversation.
0: It really was, man. Any
2: um, restaurants in the Chicagoland area, any uh, ice cream places out there? Let's make sure when, uh, when the Wave family pulls up that we get a little Jets some ice cream, man. Let's hook them up, man. With a little man likes his ice cream. Yes, sir. You love the ice cream, man. Hook the little guy. Audience, we appreciate you guys and your continued support of our platform we Chicago State of Mind, and we are out.
0: You guys all my teammates. The one thing about Michael Jordan was he
2: never asked me to do something that he didn't fucking do. I'm only doing it because
1: it is who I am. That's how I played the game. That was my mentality. If you don't want to play that way, don't play that.